Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Can I suggest you shut up and show more football? Come on, come on. Pick it, pick it. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Welcome all. Uh, this is a podcast with a difference this week, I'm delighted to say. Do I know about that? Well, you do, because you're right. the difference. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Having I'm actually here. Spent eight <laughs> weeks apart. Mm. You're back, which means the quality of the podcast <laughs> is significantly better than those that we've been toiling with yeah. of late. But uh, anyway, um, the podcast is called very simply Keys and Grey, uh, for obvious reasons. I am Richard Keys. I am the other. Yes. Aforementioned. Is yes. that aforementioned? Yeah. How was lockdown? Not good. No. I don't like lockdown. Had no, to be done, but it, it's, 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 you know, when somebody, when you go up to your room and it doesn't matter how nice the hotel is, no. um, but soon when that door gets closed and you know for a week, the only time it's opening is when somebody brings you up some food. Mm. It's, uh, now, I, I, it's not great. I would really struggle with that. Yeah, I have it's not to great. Say. And you had your injection yesterday or the first had, yeah, injection. Yeah, I've had my first vaccination and I will be going in four weeks. I thought it was three, oh, but is it's actually it? four. I, I I've extended four. it to yeah. four. Uh, and I will be going to Lucille drive through for my second. You look a little discombobulated this morning. Is, is that as a result of the injection? You see, I, I struggle. I didn't know whether it was the injection that uh, made me feel miserable or whether I was just... Miserable. Miserable, uh, yeah. Nice. Well, I'm no miserable, as you know. No. So it must be the injection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, the housekeeping. There are plenty of podcasts out there, of course, uh, it's a hugely popular medium now. We like to think that we are one of the better football podcasts, like to think Andy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, we live and breathe the game and have mm-hmm. done for an awful long time. It's been well part of your life since what? 16? Yeah. Um, 50 years nearly. Wow. It's funny because I was lying in bed last wow. night thinking back to the 70s. Do you know what? I, I can name the starting 11 of most teams that made up the old first division. Shut up. Seriously. The starting 11. Yeah, isn't that extraordinary? From 1970, weren't they? Through the 70s. Give me a team, largely. I, I, I mean, I've made you a challenge now. Yeah, but... you have made me a challenge because I was going to say Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> Bolton. Well, I can give you Burnley. Nulty, Mellor, uh, not uh, Waldron, uh, James, Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, that's... Medfield player who was good. He went to Everton. Dubbo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, really good player. Yeah, I played against him in the 70s. Um, I watched him yeah. at Everton. Very old, good you player. You were an old fan though, weren't you then? Uh, yeah, Dobson, King, Ross, midfield. Yeah. Terrific midfield. Ross up and down. Nothing more than just a good engine. 
Kingy, brilliant. Yeah. Great lad. Yeah, Great good. lad. Still miss him. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you for your messages. Uh, some of you seem to be surprised to have found us, which, really? um, yeah, surprised me also. The truth is we have never been anywhere. Um, <laughs> we've been working nonstop at BM for the last six, seven years. Well, it, beyond that, because we were working out of London for yeah. two years so 10 when years we were on the radio. Yeah. And prior to that, in the UK, we were on TalkSport, which I always refer to as as the two best years of my career. They were and, good. And I will come back to you and explain more about that in a moment, because I arrived this morning chuckling, and I'll tell you why that is <laughs> in a moment as well. Anyway, the reason I'm mentioning this is that we um, watch obviously all the football out uh -huh. here. It's our job to do so. Uh, for regular listeners, you'll know we get to talk to people who have had football in their blood, like Andy, like myself. Um, you're going to get some great stories, we hope, some great insight into the game that we love in a way that might be lacking in some other offerings. That's the nicest way I think okay. I can put that. Yes. Uh, there is opinion to be had, but it's always backed up with knowledge and experience. Thankfully, lots of you agree, and new listeners are joining every week. Do subscribe if you've found us for the first time. You can follow us on Insta and Twitter at KeysAndGreyPod. Do you want to do that bit, Keys? And Grey, A-N-D. Thank you, Keys, Keys and GreyPod. Every episode, we take a look at where new listeners are coming from. Uh, this week, Andy, I'm a capital with lots of bicycles. Amsterdam. London. <laughs> London. <laughs> well, it could be, couldn't it? My history goes back three millennia. I have an imperial palace. Within my walls lies the forbidden city. So this is not Amsterdam. Oh, it's, uh, it's China. I have a square Peking. called Tiananmen. Uh, I am Beijing, oh, China. Beijing in yeah, China. Yeah, Welcome yeah, we... to all our new listeners wow. in China. Isn't that extraordinary? That's fantastic. Anyway, I, I, the reason I'm chuckling I still is... I think there's a lot of new listeners because, and I, I've, I've thought about this as well, I said, because, you know, I've worked for you for so long. And it's been admirable that for all those years, you've never offered up an opinion on anything well, that I'm, we've ever done. I'm just about and to explain that. for the first that. time in your life now, <laughs> you have a medium where you can actually offer up an opinion. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just about to explain that. I'm going there. Okay, so as I arrived this morning um, at your tower, this glorious yeah. tower, this five-star plus tower <laughs> uh, patrolled by security, when I pick you up to go to work, I, I make a noise uh, in order that everybody can hear me, mm -hmm. move the barriers and, and let me through. Yeah. And it's it's generally beep, 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 beep. Yes. Turn the corner, barrier goes up. Yeah. In beep, beep. Yep. So I'm walking here this morning on uh, the Pearl, a glorious <laughs> Qatari morning. And all I hear is beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and I look around and there's one of your security guards no. walking towards me over here. It's, ah, beep, beep. Right. <laughs> so he was laughing as well. And then my mind moved to those two glorious years at TalkSport where we had, I was thinking about the door, the entry door. Yes. Do remember the entry yes. door? Now, this is a story that... that it's probably only could, a story we think Well, it funny. could go into the category of you needed to be there. Yes, I'm, okay? I'm thinking it might. But it nevertheless is something that I, I do want to but talk about. it was about funny, if you will. Because there. it was a door, an entry door, solid door. You couldn't see through it. No. So you needed a security yeah. pass to get through it. Yeah. What I realized, what we realized quite early on was there was some fun to be had with this because <laughs> everybody that arrived without the security pass would... <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the office, small crew, great lads, I've... great, great... And girls. Yeah. Brilliant. So you, there was a, a remote switch that's, I don't know. Who, who it, was it was by the door. It was by the door. So you go, it's open. It's open. Give it a push. And so they sort of be pulling away on this door. Go, it's open. They're pulling away again. Um, and eventually somebody would get up and go and open the door. And whoever it was that had arrived without their security pass could wander in. <laughs> the, other, the other element of it, which was fun, was you could walk around almost adjacent to it, yeah. behind, behind a, a kitchen well, the cupboard. The canteen yeah. was that. And you could... Not the wall, and that started a whole flurry of activity. People getting up from chairs. And going to... Anyway, we'd done this once or twice, too often on yes. this particular morning. Yes. When there was a, it's open, it's open, and this just went on and on and on to the point where somebody finally got up, and the boss walked in. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. Moss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Furious. Oh, that bloody one. <laughs> you too. <laughs> He glared as he walked. Uh, anyway, morning, Moz. Morning, Moz. Uh, it, it was the it was the best two years of my. I say that because I felt so liberated. You just you were liberated. Yeah, referenced it that yeah. I could have an opinion at last. Oh. For years, I was hamstrung. I was just yeah. a policeman. And to be fair to you, you've run with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just the policeman, if you remember. Yes. And it was great fun, and I loved every minute of what we did. And yeah. I, I I wish 
I wish that uh, it, we had been owned by a different employer, but yeah. that, that's that's neither here nor there now. No. Can't change that. No. But I, I came off air one day, and I, I we we'd sat talking a lot, and and you obviously had been talking to me about football and answering many questions I had. When again, the aforementioned Moz sort of waved at me through that glass office. He had, <laughs> come here, come here, come here, and he he said um, he spent a lot of time talking to Andy this morning. I said, well, obviously um, he. He sits next to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but um, I want to know what you think. Mm -hmm. I said, why? He said, well, I just think it's interesting that you've got an opinion. I said, yes. He said, well, I want you to express it. There you go. And I thought, okay. Okay. So I did. So for the next five weeks, I never said a word. (laughs) (laughs) I just sat there and just listened. (laughs) For the next decade, perhaps. (laughs) But it really was. It was great fun. And I absolutely loved the radio as a medium. I told you before we went that you would enjoy it. And I think it's only you did. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was um, it was great. The fact you, you could go in wearing your jeans and a T-shirt. And yes. Scruffy and feeling rough and still performing. I, I loved it. I have to say, I, I wasn't sure about it when I went there. Obviously, well, we were a bit of a scrambled at that time. But uh, I have to say, when I got into it, I really did enjoy it. Remember that first day when you looked over at me? <laughs> What was that? Three hours. We used to go on between ten and one. Ten and one. That yeah. was that was when when I sat down with Moz to discuss it initially, <laughs> and, and and he was pitching, and that was the funny thing about it. He was pitching. Um, we actually we actually met. Um, a lot of these stories will be in the book, and 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 probably I shouldn't say too much now because they're all worth um, they're all worth a few quid going forward. <laughs> <laughs> but he he he, he we. I'd, I'd been on air at TalkSport. Remember, I went and I, I did that ridiculous apology that Sky insisted that I yeah, did, did and everything I. would be fine when I'd done it. So yeah. give my time again. I'd have gone there and done it very, very differently. But yeah. anyway, so Moz calls about two or three weeks later and says... Um, By the way, me too. Yeah. I wouldn't have succumbed the way I did no, weekly. absolutely not. That's the uh, producer of our Saturday show at um, Fee and Sports. <laughs> yeah. Any good professional will have his phone turned off when they're yes, recording. Yes, well, anyway. as you said it, any good professional. So, <laughs> so Moz called. He said, can we meet? Can we meet somewhere quiet? I've got, I've got a plot. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we lived in Surrey at the time. So I said, I'll tell you where I'll see you. Penny Hill Park, gorgeous hotel, close to me. I'm not going to put myself out too much here. Don't want to go into London. Yeah. Penny Hill Park, walked in, and, and it, it couldn't have been busier. And my, my miscalculation was that it was the headquarters of the England rugby, rugby team. Yeah. <laughs> They're all there. But he was pitching. Was he's pitching to me. I'm out of work now. And, 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 and he's, he said, what, you know, what do you want? We can, and, and I said, well, stop, stop. Four weeks ago, if you come to me with this plan, I'd have said to you, stick it up your ass. Uh-huh. But... I said, Moz, what? what do you want from us? <laughs> what, so I said, I'll tell you what I'll do, 10 till 1. And, and he'd offered me, we didn't quite get around to talking terms, but but there was a point when I was at Sky, he, he wanted me to go, he was at the BBC at the time, go and do um, 9 till 12 on on 5. Nicky Campbell did it in right. the end. And it, so I said, that's the slot. And it was actually perfect for him because it was the only slot where they didn't specifically deal with only fo- football, football yeah. sport. So it was brilliant. Um and and I was, uh, uh, well, we were back in business fairly quickly. Yeah. That first day, yes, is what you were talking about. You and I, oh day one. <laughs> oh, God. We arrived to a circus. I've oh. never seen, well, I, I'd seen, that that past four weeks had introduced me to what a, a media scrum was about. Yeah. People are pulling the doors open and, and cameras uh, fluttering. And, and Anyway, we, we got on air. Um, I looked at the... <laughs> Hour and a half in, I looked at the clock and it said, obviously, 10, thir- uh, 11 30. And I knew what you were thinking. You were thinking what I was thinking. Got another 90 minutes of this yet. Yeah. And then we've got to do it another four times this week. <laughs> I thought, I'll never be able to do that. And said to you, didn't I? I said, How the hell are we going to do that five days a week? I'm absolutely exhausted after one, one and a half hours. I thought we'd finish. She went, now it's another 90 minutes to go. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was it was a tough ask, but it was it, we, we got away. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, our producer, John Norman, who's now cricket correspondent, uh, really good, great lad, yeah, great guy, yeah. looked through the glass and he told us many months later, yeah. I didn't think we'd see you on the Tuesday. No, he I didn't. Really didn't. Did he have his flip-flops on that day? <laughs> Did he? John, he did love a flip-flop, that he boy, did didn't he? Flip-flop, he did yeah. love a flip-flop, yeah. yeah. What was unique about him in his flip-flops was he would come in in January yeah, in flip-flops. flip-flops. And, yeah. But they weren't called flip-flops, they were espadrilles, weren't they? Es- espad- 
Where yeah, they go. Yeah, when I see them in the shops, I always take a picture of them these days and send, send them, them to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we should get serious, I suppose. Um, what a brilliant launch by Dulux of their sponsorship of Tottenham Hotspur. Although it has caused quite a stir in the media, the to and fro, um, the debate that went with it, they've had their money's worth already. I'm, I'm probably the only person in the world that thinks that the, um, the various exchanges, uh, they wouldn't have got this much publicity. They wouldn't have got any publicity had they not got themselves embroiled in this row with, with uh, well, specifically, I suppose, Tottenham fans, but football fans in general. Um, brilliant. Well done. Clever. Why is that? Oh, it's the, I know you were busy yesterday. It's the ebb and flow of the announcement of the new sponsorship, Dulux. And then the pictures of the empty cabinet and, and, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everton, have the wheels come off? The club unlikely to sign new striker or midfielder. I hate that word. Midfield player, yeah. says Carlo Ancelotti. So that, that's a large chunk of your team that you're not going to refresh in the summer. I hope not. Um, I am a little concerned that what's below the surface Having watched the Brighton game, the beginning of last week, Monday, was it? Mm. Monday night. Having watched Everton Monday night with a lot of the players out, um, I, I was not horrified, but concerned at the quality that was there left on the football pitch. And if we're not going to make it any better and they're not going to invest, then I I don't see this team, I really mean this and I hate to say it, I don't see this team going any further than they are than where they are at the moment. I no, would I see no further than sixth, something sixth. like that. Sixth, seventh, yeah. They're, they're not top four material. No, not, I, not I, this I, team. My my surprise was that you had them as no, no. I can, I, they can get. Sixth. I would say eighth. No, well, I, I would say they could get top six. But I don't that, think you're getting into Europe. Let's put it like that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that was a big, big game on Monday night, and that was a big letdown because um, it was one to catch up. It would have put us into the the top six easy. Comfortably, it was still a game in hand. But it wasn't just Monday night. It's been the last yeah. three or four weeks. It's been, it's, when, the when, home form's been shocking, when Richard. Level on points with Liverpool with a couple of games in hand. I, I was thinking of digging out an old tweet where I predicted that Everton <laughs> would finish above Liverpool at the start of one <laughs> season. Left it. I, I'm glad I left it, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, this concerned me that the powers that be there, the owners of the club, have, have obviously indicated to Carlo that, uh, by the way, uh, what you have is is what you have. There's nothing else this summer, which is alarming. But listen, we're, we're living in the world of a pandemic uh, where every club's finances are yeah, tested. I, I just worry. Um, I, I'm not sure the new stadium ever gets built. You know I'm sceptical about that. I, I I know they keep talking about it. I know that, that, that we're beyond the planning stage. Yeah. Um, uh, permissions have been granted, but it's a huge commitment. And look at Tottenham. I know. You know, Tottenham are only going through now what Arsenal did for 10 years yeah. when, when they tried to pay off the stadium. I, I just... I still can't believe that it's not possible to make Goodison fit for purpose yeah. and, and would always be my preferred choice. Yeah, me too. In, in many ways, me too. I mean, um, very much like they did across the Stanley Park yes. at Anfield. and continue to do. Yeah. The Anfield and Road if, end If will they get could done. do that at Goodison because of the history, because of what, what Everton is, I would much prefer... Big stand's fine. Then you've got the car park. No, if you're looking from the gantry. Big stand's yes, not fine. Yes, it is. No. You've got the... You've got the, you, you, you've got the you car need park. Build, you need to build... Four new stands. Well, you need a new new stand on this side, but that's all right. You can put something up like Liverpool did, and then you're virtually done. Yeah, you need you need got it. All those posts in the main stand, you can't sit there with posts in front of you anymore. That's just ridiculous. I think it's been a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Different yeah, times, that's nasty, to be that. honest with you. That's not good. Uh, here's an interesting stat: there have been 14 European Cups won by the four clubs who will contest the Champions League semi-finals. 14. Mm -hmm. Okay, well that means City haven't won it. Mm -hmm. Um, Chelsea, yeah, one. Obviously, Real Madrid, 12. 13. 13. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And Paris, none. Yeah. yeah. And, and one that hasn't yet been discussed, and I'm sure it will be as we go forward, not is it Pochettino against Guardiola again. I know. Spurs, Manchester City comes mm -hmm. to mind. Um, but it's uh, it's Qatar versus the UAE. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Which adds a little bit of extra it spice, does. I would suggest. It certainly does. Um, so very much look forward to those. Okay, so we should introduce our guest. Um, I was going to say long-standing friend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of our early guests who came to see us here yes. in Qatar. In uh, the early days. Tremendous supporter, going back to our time mm -hmm. at uh, the radio station. Um, m many that we hadn't spoken to, or that hadn't actually spoken to Talk Sport at that time, because uh, it was a very divisive. Uh, very divisive yes. 
um, broadcaster at different times, probably still is, but there were many coaches and managers that just would not speak to talk sport. And, and we managed to persuade many of them to do so. Uh, amongst the Moise, who, by the way, I was just going to say, I wonder how he feels looking back, or how Everton perhaps feel, having shaken hands on a deal to take him back. Mm-hmm. And then 48 hours later, appointed Ancelotti. I know. Moisey must be thinking to himself. What a job. Even more satisfying. What a job. But anyway, here's someone else that, that, that came on. I remember texting him after he had and said thank you. And he said, just for you two. And, and you never really heard from him in no, those days. No, you didn't. Um, these days, a little more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I must mention it to him. One of the teams he played for, I think, was Happy Valley. I've no idea why. That brought to mind the old <laughs> Dalgleish joke about happy hour. Happy <laughs> hour. remember? Kenny wasn't allowed in happy <laughs> no. hour. He was always asked to leave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our guest this week is the former manager of uh, so many clubs, I can't name them. Um, that is uh, Tony Poulis. Tony, how are you? Yeah, brilliant. The... Um... You know, the weather's been lovely the last week or so. It's been cold in the uh, in the evenings, but, you know, gorgeous blue skies. And obviously, being on the south coast, it's, it's been... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been lovely. I've got um, seven grandchildren now, Rich. I've wow. got two in America. And my son, Anthony, is within to Miami as a coach. So we've got two over there that we haven't seen for a year because of COVID, which is disappointing. But we've got the other five um, very close to us. Um, so they're around all the time. Deb just just popped out now to pick the youngest up, um, and uh, little and Belle, who's only or is she ten months old? Uh, she'll be over this morning. So yeah, it's been really. I nice. was going to say, really nice. are you keeping busy these days, Tony? But I think you've had, <laughs> I think you've answered that. <laughs> Strikes me, somebody in well, your family. I've got, I've got like I said, I've bought all golf clubs. They're, you know, they're, they're only three or four years of age. I've got them golf clubs Forget so I can there, take Tony. them out Stand and walk around the golf course with them. And... Strikes me, Tony. No, it, somebody it, in your family wonderful. should buy it's a television. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you see, here you are laughing, and I just, prior to your joining us, I'm, I made the point that, that early in your playing career, you represented Happy Valley, and I wondered how that worked, really. You, you and Happy yeah. are not, not two things that tend to go comfortably <laughs> together, are they? But it's I'm like... always happy when I'm talking to you, Sir Herbert. <laughs> no, I think, Rich, Rich, it was, um, it actually went, went back a long, long time. I... I'd, uh, I was at Bristol Rovers, and Ron Wiley, you two will be old enough to remember Ron. Who Ron, was I remember Villa. Villa Very days, much yeah, so. he was a villa with me, yeah. And, and yeah, he was, he, was, he was a wonderful man. Ron had rung me up. We, we, me and Deb had been courting for five years and couldn't afford to get married at yeah. the time. Yeah. And there was an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you've more than made up for it with all those grandchildren, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> And there was an opportunity to go out and um, and play for for eight months in Hong Kong, and the money was good. It was all tax free. Um, am I allowed to say? Yes. <laughs> get a tax man it's it's too late now. Too late now, um, Tony. It was You're all tax free, and it, and, yeah, and it, it it would give us the opportunity, the chance, you know, to to you know get a house um, and put something in place for when we got married. And you know, I spent the eight months out there, came back, and and went back to Bristol Rovers. And with the money I made, you know, we, we enabled us to, to put a mortgage together, buy a house, um, you know, and, and we got married straight away. And as soon as I came into the country, we got married. So, yeah, well it was done. brilliant for me. It was Can, a great experience, Rich. I, Wonderful I experience. I really would like to point out that uh, Ron Wiley was also the assistant manager. At Coventry. Uh, you didn't need to jump straight in there, did you? I was going to make an oblique <laughs> reference to my football club. <laughs> Because I wanted Mr. Poulis yeah, to apologise. Oh. Now he's got the opportunity to do so. <laughs> Why? For describing my club yes. on Channel 5 about yes. 18 months ago. And I, in these terms, Tony, Coventry used to be a big club. <laughs> well, I would take issue with that. Coventry's never been a big club, Tony. Come on. <laughs> It was middle-sized at best, Tony. Come I'm, on. I'm sat watching Channel 5, and he, he comes out with this line. <laughs> Coventry used to, I text him straight away. Oi, what do you mean? Used to be a big club. 
We still are. And what a great result last night, by the way. A 1-0 win at Rotherham. Justice. Because they postponed I that actually, game. I actually watched I, I watched the game, Rich. I thought they played really well. I thought it was a good old-fashioned game, actually. There, there was a lot of... Um, Something you know, about the championship of... tone, isn't there, that's really enjoyable from that point of yeah. view? It, yeah, very, very competitive. Um, you know, Rotherham have done smashing with the and resources they've that. got. Um, you know, the, the lad needs a lot of praise uh, for what he's done there. Um, and I hope they stay up. He, you know, he's one of those clubs that you hope, because they overachieve all the time, that, that you hope they keep overachieving because of the work and the effort that the, not just the manager, but the players put in and the staff and everybody around the club. But yeah. No, great result. <laughs> I, I wish them no harm, but having postponed the game earlier in the season when we were flying, Justice was ultimately done. By <laughs> they had a COVID outbreak. Really? The, yes. only, the only club to have had a COVID outbreak they had for about a COVID outbreak. two years. And they had a COVID outbreak. Had to cancel <laughs> the game. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> justice was done last time. Why? Why did you take? Why did you take coaching badges aged nineteen? For goodness' sake. Well, it was. It was uh, uh, tw- I passed my full badge when I was twenty-one. But no, wow. I, Richard, I had a very, very bad injury when I was uh, uh, a young lad. Um, we played at uh, uh, Cambridge, who were in the championship at the time. I was at Bristol Rovers, and I played the ball back to the goalkeeper. It was the first game of the season, and as I played it back, you could fly offside then. So everything that was played back, the goalkeeper used to sprint to the halfway line, and the keeper would kick it quickly. I think again, you boys will remember all that stuff. <laughs> no, I don't um, actually. <laughs> I, I, <yeah. laughs> I do. And, um, and what, as I as I turned, um, I felt something go in my ankle. Something snapped in my ankle, and I thought I'd broke my ankle. Anyway, what happened was I actually uh, uh, snapped the second biggest tendon mm. in your yeah. leg that runs outside of your, your leg. And I was out for about, well, 10 months for the rest of the season. I never played again that season. And I had plaster for six months. Um, and it was just, you know, Dave Burnside, he was uh, the uh, regional coach at Gloucester, uh, Gloucester FA. Um, I I'd, I'd got in touch with Dave and then um, I was encouraged to do my coaching badges as almost a recovery to help me recover. Being out on the training ground and doing stuff would be working my, myself back into fitness. Having done the, 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 what it was then, it was a prelim, it was an intermediate. Then you had to go to Lillyshaw for two weeks um, for your full badge or mm. Cardiff for, for two weeks. And that's how I did it, Rich. And, and you know, it was brilliant. I really enjoyed, you know, to be... Um, that young and to to watch top people work was mm. was just extraordinary. And what what that led on to, Rich, and and you know, Andy, you might you might remember this. There used to be at the end of every season a week at Lillyshaw where yeah, all the coaches, right. yeah, used. yeah, yeah, and the coaches, uh, you know, that was uh, Charles Hughes and, and people like that. Bobby Robson was involved in it. Don Howe, Dave Sexton, all the all the great coaches. You know, uh, or, or top coaches, Terry Venables, George Graham, would go wow. people like that. But they'd invite people from abroad as well. You know, Scalacci came and did a session. It, it was just a wonderful, you know, started out as a week and ended up being four or five days, I think. Um, and I, I was doing that from about 24, 25 years away, of age right the way through. And to, to be such a young player and still pl- a young person, still playing, but watching these people work. Brilliant. And being around these people was was just, you know, I, I was, it, it was a special time, and I was so privileged, so privileged to be uh, to be able to to see them work and, and see how they responded to to different situations. I, I, I'm guessing, Tony, with the names that you mentioned there, it started out as a week, and you, you remembered four days. Ago. Yeah, that's. I was thinking <laughs> that as well. Yeah. I think the hostelries round <laughs> Lillishaw were very busy in those weeks. <laughs> memory Andy, serves Andy, me well <laughs> and Andy it was you know there was more you learned more in the bar after yeah you, you did what you did on the so you, you <laughs> made, Tony had you then made up your mind at that, that early age right I'm going to I'm going to coach it's as simple as that when I finish playing I'm ready to go so it, it, it just seems strange at such a young age to decide even then when you're just starting your playing career that you're going to you're thinking about after playing Listen, I, I came from, um, my dad was a steel worker. Uh, I lived down in a three-bedroom terraced house um, down Pearl, which is a tough area. Posh, right down the posh though, three, three bedrooms. 
three bedrooms. There was four boys up. slept in one bed. <laughs> Palatial, that sisters, is. My two yeah. sisters slept in the other room. <laughs> And mum and dad slept in the bathroom, right? So it was, it was, it was a, a real. Listen, I had a fantastic upbringing. It was brilliant, but the opportunity to 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 become a player at Bristol Road was when I sat on that train leaving South Wales to go to Bristol. I promised myself one thing, and it and it's always stuck with me that I would give this everything I ever had, or or I was possible of giving. I didn't want to give anything up, and I wanted to stay in it for as long as I could, and and that's what I've done every day. Uh, uh, you know, I was involved in football and being involved in football. Even talking to yourselves, two great sports people today, or, or, or especially football, football people. You know, it's a privilege. You know, I'm, I'm 64 next birthday, and I've been able to do it for such a long time. You know, how lucky have I been? See, it, I, I, I feel the same way, Tony. I, I didn't quite. I, I thought actually you were going to say, as I sat on that train leaving South Wales, I promised myself I'm never going back to Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say that, but I can't say that. Yeah. This is a one-way trip. But, but you see, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel the same way. I am 64 next birthday, yeah. and I, I, I can't believe how fortunate I've been. It's yeah. been a wonderful ride. I can't wait for my 64. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. So, Tony, I'm, I'm going to ask a question here that I hope will, will uh, bring a story uh, from my colleague that still makes me laugh to this day. Uh, the question is, what were the qualities that you saw in Adiakin Badby? Adiakin, his name is Adiakin Badby. I know. I bought Adi. I bought Addy from Norwich when I was at Gillingham for. Sorry, Tony. Two hundred. No. Tony, he's. he's do, you, do you want to tell the story or shall I? I. I and so I was commentating on him and I actually called him, instead of calling him Addy I can buy, I actually called him on air, Tony, Addy I can bad buy by mistake. <laughs> I did. I did. I couldn't believe it. And all I could hear was this lot laughing in my headphones. And I thought, what have I done? And, you know, and I, I didn't know I'd done it. <laughs> oh, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> He just got the winner for Leicester, Tony, against oh. Liverpool. <laughs> well, actually, the story, the story oh. is a, great, a couple of great stories with Daddy. So uh, I buy him at Gillingham for 200,000. We sell him then a year later to Bristol City for a million pounds. Then he went to Wolves, I think. For, for a decent uh, decent money and then went to Crystal Palace. He had a real, obviously, turn of, of bad form, went to Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> couldn't get in the team at Crystal Palace. And I was at Stokers the first time round. And uh, uh, blimey, who's the, who's the chairman? The other chairman, who was the chairman at Palace at the time? He uh, looks like Paris. Ron Nodes, no. Was it Ron Nodes? No, no, no. no. No, the uh, oh, the, I, of know, course. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, he, at this point, I apologise because he listens regularly, and and he was what? never he was never my favourite Tony, but he's become a good mate. Oh. Simon Jordan. Simon Jordan. Simon. Well, Simon won't mind me telling this story. Anyway, the the uh, we we take Addy. We're we're at the bottom of the league, fighting for our lives, and uh, I ring I ring Palace up and try and get all the Palace to take Addy because he's not in the team. So anyway, we take Addy. Uh, for the last three months, I think it was, or whatever it was. And the last game of the season, we played Reading, who were actually got in the playoffs. Alan Pardew was manager. And we have to win the game. Steve Coppel's in charge of Brighton. Um, Brighton are up at Grimsby, I think. They, if, if they win or draw and we lose, we're down. Anyway, we win the game 1-0. Addy scores a goal. But anyway, I'd signed Addy. And after I'd signed Addy, I can't remember who the manager was at Palace at the time. After I'd taken him, Simon Jordan had left me a message and said, Something like, uh, Tony, uh, it's Simon Jordan here. Uh, you know, I thought you were a decent judge of a player. And that this was his own player he was talking about. <laughs> so anyway, Addy scores the goal to keep us up. So on the way back, I've had a few drinks and everything else and everything else. And I think, Simon Jordan. So I'll pick the phone up and I leave. I couldn't get through to him, but I left him a message and, yeah. Just uh, gave him a little bit back. I'll give you a Simon Jordan story that um, you you might quite like, Tony. He was working, does these days, of course, on the uh, aforementioned talk sport. sport. And he was telling a story to Jim White about um, how he had never, never during his time as a chairman, ever influenced Influenced a manager manager or the team that he picked. (laughs) Right Now, you laugh straight away. 
<laughs> I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, what a load of bollocks this yeah. is. So I text him. I said, you fucking liar. You, 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 he flew. They, he had just signed Neil Ruddock. Cop, cop was managing, right? Team sheets announced. Ruddock's not in it. So Jordan flies down from the director's box. What? what you're playing this boy. Why is he not playing? Why is he not? Mr. Chairman, we cannot find a pair of shorts to fit him. <laughs> <laughs> True story. No. So I text him this and they were on a break and he comes off a break and Jim says, you're laughing, aren't you? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, why? He said, well, Keezy's just text. He said, maybe there was one occasion. <laughs> Yeah. 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 What a week. <laughs> he's, he's a good lad. I think he looks yeah. back with some regret at different yeah. times in his career. We all do that. We all do it. Tony, Did what it... do you remember about Chris Stan Bull? Uh, what do you want me to talk about with it? Well, <laughs> your, your, from your perspective, because we've all seen it only yeah. from one. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I wasn't in. We, we, kept, we came in, obviously, that the, the, we came in one, one goal. Are they, you're talking about the Liverpool game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we come in one nil down at that time. Um, and Suarez and Sterling had absolutely murdered us. Yeah. They were coming off the two centre halves, turning. So I came in, it's, it's, uh, it's a true story. Two, two centre halves, Damien Delaney and Scott Dan. I have absolutely gone berserk. <laughs> and I mean, I've honestly, Rich, I've absolutely I've taken the paint off the wall with the two of them. I've given them everything I've ever had in my life they've got. Anyway, we, we, we you know, it calms down, settles down. So it's got, right, we've got 45 minutes. The one thing I want more than anything else is for us to be more competitive. We've got to get up their end of the pitch for a start, but then we've got to be more, we've got to stop showing them the respect that we've shown them. And especially you two, you, you've had what I've <laughs> so God done it. Within five minutes, I mean, Suarez just scores another two goals. <laughs> Kempi's just behind me, as he always is. He walks up to me and he goes, Oi, so that team talk works. <laughs> <laughs> he turned around and walked back. And if I could have grabbed him, I would have grabbed him. But I couldn't get it. But no, and then from then on, Rich, obviously, uh, 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 Damien gets the deflected goal um, that started it. And I, I was really surprised at Brendan that day because he made a couple of changes and he, he made changes. He thought he was, I think he thought we were there for them to score five or six yeah, goals. And they, he needed they were chasing them, weren't they? They were chasing goals. Yeah, to yeah they were. And, and, and instead of going blind, just, they just get one the back. Right. But, you know, make sure whatever happens now, we just pick the three points up. Yeah. I still think Bent. He won go a gun and it was just one of those games. It was a fabulous game. But well, it was fabulous last thirty minutes for us. You know, the hour they they absolutely battered us no. for an hour. The last thirty minutes we, uh, we obviously we got the goal, got our tails up. And the supporters at Crystal Palace are just wonderful. You know, the the, the, the you know, that Olmsdale end down the bottom. Yeah, don't know. Oh yeah. They, just, they are they that, honestly that, that half an hour. They really, really, you know, I had wonderful times at other football clubs at Stoke and places like that where, you know, airs on the back of your neck stood up. But uh, they really got behind the players that uh, that night. They, they they did have a view that you were there for the taking. Yeah. And, of course, if they'd done what they should have done, which was just shut went. up shop and just taken a point off, off Chelsea, they, they didn't need to chase it. They'd have won no. it anyway without the need for goals. But, uh, I, I, again... Easy now, isn't it? But when you caught up in the heat of battle, it's all very different. Well, it, it made for a great night. That's all I. Oh, can it made say. for it was a wonderful, night. unbelievable night, wasn't it? Made for yeah, a wonderful I, night. Yeah, like I say, I just I, I think and that, that because they they had they they dominated us so mm. much for mm. the hour, and like I said, they, they had some fantastic players playing um, and players who just you know they score goals at nothing that year. Yeah, no. Um, I just thought, Brendan, and rightly so. You know, you're on top so much. That you think you can go and get more goals and get more goals, which would have helped them. Mm. You know, we we would say, we we you know we we um, finished the season really well, and you know we we were you know we had nothing supposedly to play for. So his mindset would have been that, I'm sure. Yes. And you can't blame you know, like you say, Andy. You know, hindsight's a, yeah. a, a yeah. great thing. Yeah. But um, you know, you know, I can I can accept what Brendan was trying to say. Many years ago, Tony, I remember hosting a program at Sky and saying the ultimate test for a footballer, yes, or a team, <laughs> a team. is Stoke, 
on a Tuesday night yeah. in November. Yes. And it's become... A windy, I, I thought you said a windy yes, cold. Yes, 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 a windy yes. cold. Night. A winter, and, it, and it's become, obviously, the, the, the benchmark. Now, all these years on, what was it about going to Stoke that Arsene Wenger and Arsenal particularly didn't <laughs> like? What, what, what traps did you set in order to play with their heads? Oh, we did loads of stuff. You know, the grass was long. We brought the pitch in, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, there's two stories here. There's two good stories here. When I, when we got promoted, I rang Steve Coppel, who'd been relegated with Reading, and I'd, I'd rung Sir Alex. Um, obviously, we'd won the league the year before. And Sir Alex said to me two things. You've got to make the home your home ground. How you do it is up to you, but you've got to make it a fortress. Because you're not going to win many games away from home. So you're going to pick all your points up at home, and it's got to be a place that people don't want to come to. And secondly, if any of the top six clubs give you any praise whatsoever, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Brilliant. Good show. Yeah, 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 good. Uh, Andy, and that, that, I, I went, you know, I can remember being in my home in Bournemouth. I wrote those two things yeah. down. And that's where we're going. We're going that way. So we narrowed the pitch in. When the, when the top footballing teams came, you know, we made sure the grass was a little bit longer. We did exactly what they did. When we'd go to the Emirates, yeah. when we'd go to Old Trafford, the pitches were, were massive. They were like a bowling green. They yeah. watered them to make sure quick. they were quick. Yeah, quick. And it suited their players. So yeah. we did exactly the same at Stoke. But obviously, you know, <laughs> some of them took it the wrong way. But uh, no, the, the other story, and, and, and you know, it's, it's, that and obviously used to get absolutely hammered coming to our place. I did a coaching course for the Welsh FA. I actually coached the coaches. I went there and did a day's work. And uh, Patrick Vieira was there and, and um, Jans Lehman. And Patrick waited for me after the game, after the training session, and what we'd done and everything else. And had a chat with me for 10 minutes. You're a lovely lad. And he said to me, he said, we were the, we, you, you were the only team that Wenger ever spent any time talking about <laughs> and I looked at him I said you're joking he went now that long throw that long throw he just he was absolutely well cut up about it <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't work it out and he said I can he said I can remember I think coming to I, I think it might have been a cup game Andy he said on the Thursday and the Friday <laughs> we talked about how to defend it and he said we got to the game and Rory wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, but the worst thing about it, Tom, you still beat us. <laughs> I know. He wasn't uh, the only one no, being used. Stoke was wonderful, Richard. They, they, you know, they, what, what we did, Richard, we built a team and we built the football club to, ref, to reflect yeah. on the yeah. area. Yeah. It was a very, you know, Stoke's a tough area, hard working, you know, working class place. They expect to see everything from their team. And we built up a team that reflected um, what, what their basic principles were. And, yeah. and it was wonderful. And, and um, you know, I've not been at a football club where, where, mm. where the group of supporters and the team was so together. And yeah. thank it, goodness, it was, Tony, that, that, that wonderful. there are still people that want to play football many different ways, as Andy's always saying, rather than just one. Just one other quick one. Uh, 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 Arsenal and, um, and Vieira weren't the only one bemused by it. As we got to know Mitchell Salgado over oh, yes. the years, he talked about his debut for Blackburn, Tony. Uh, Robert, Robbo's in goal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's, he's fr- throwing halfway line-ish. Throwing. And Robbo's going, Mitchell, Mitchell! Back here! <laughs> Into the area. And Mitchell Sagan is looking at him. Why? This throws on the halfway line. What are you doing? Mitchell, get back. <laughs> what are you talking about? And the next one, this boy goes, whoosh. We went to West Ham the one year, and, um, and uh, Frank, Frank was Holo's manager. Um, and we got there, and they, they put all the boardings up around the 18-yard box. <laughs> Honestly, about Andy two, about uh, two yards away from the touchline. So they put him there. So uh, uh, Zola comes and sees me before the game. He, he knocks on the door as the players are warming up. Knocks on the door and I open the door up and he, he says, Tony, have you got a minute? So I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. He says, listen, I didn't, it's not me. <laughs> He said it has nothing to do with me. It's someone upstairs who, who decided to do that. So I've gone, okay, Franco. Anyway, we play the game. 
and we scored from a long throw and won the game one nil. <laughs> and afterwards, he came in and with a glass of wine, and we went into his room and he had a glass of wine. He said, "Yeah, let's uh, let's you know toast the person upstairs who put those balls <laughs> where they were." And I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Oh, he's a wonderful, he's wonderful little man. guy, Tony. Right. And if ever you if ever you really want to get under his skin, ask yeah. him about his World Cup career. Yes, which. Uh, started and ended inside seven minutes, seven minutes when he was sent off. <laughs> As we call him, Chopper's, Chopperzola. <laughs> Chopperzola. After seven minutes, sent off. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we've had a chuckle. Last question. You mentioned it right at the start. I was going to talk to you about it. How's your boy ended up at Inter Miami? Yeah. Great show. Well, Anthony Anthony went and played for Adrian. Adrian Ethan. Yeah, Orlando. Yes. yes, of course. What, eight, uh, sorry? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so he we, we went over there about, I don't know, it must be seven, eight years now, um, when Adrian first... Was it that long ago, Andy? Uh, yes, longer, uh, longer. He's been there a long time in America. You know, he was in Austin, yeah, wasn't so, he? He was uh, Austin, Texas first, mm. isn't she? Before he went yeah, to Florida. And, and, and you know what he's like, Andy. He's, he's a, what a fantastic fellow yeah, he is. Yeah. He's just absolute wonderful, wonderful storyteller, <laughs> but a great football man. And I think people get it mixed up at times. We're a great football man. Yeah. So anyway, he rang Anthony up and wanted him to go. Anthony had had loads of injuries in England, but he wanted him to go over there. And Anthony went there and played with him, or played for him um, for, what was it, four or five years. Um, and then Adrian moved him up. What is he now? He's 36, 37, Anthony is. Um, and he had uh, a year there uh, working um, as one of the coaches. Mm. Then he went from there to um, St. Louis. He had a two-year managerial spell there. And then they obviously they got this franchise together and they, they appointed a Uruguayan coach last year. And the Uruguayan didn't speak very good English, but he wanted something, he wanted an English coach who could speak Spanish and Anthony can speak Spanish. Hmm. So the, I think they, they uh, approached St. Louis, spoke to Anthony, and Anthony went, went back to Miami, which is great, great for me and Deb Mind. Oh, I'll see. I'll see. We were absolutely delighted. He had a year last year yeah. with the Uruguayan coach, um, which was Fabulous. interesting. Um, but, you know, Phil's come in now. Phil's yeah. put him up with the first team. He's Good. working with the first team. And, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing really well, Rich. It's, um, yeah, it's the big disappointment for us, obviously, because they've got uh, they've got two grandchildren that um, we haven't seen for a year. And, uh, you know, we Debbie usually goes out four times a year. Um, to stay with the children and make sure they they feel as part as a, of our family as mm. what everybody over here does. So, but hopefully things will open up and we'll be over there soon. Let's hope so. Mondrian South Beach, if yes, ever beautiful, absolutely. Yeah. Where you go, Dad? Just you'll find us at South Beach, son. Just uh, any time now, now. Just come and find us. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Mr. Pulis, thank you so thank much you for spending you. your time with us. It's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and it's been too long since we yeah, saw you, pal. Too long. Yeah, too, yeah, too top, man. Speak to you later. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Oh, Tony, by the way, yeah, just be, just, Tony, Yeah, go on. just before you go, it just occurred to me, my first thing I shall do this morning, I normally text the guest and say thanks. Uh-huh. I'm going to text Zola. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, cheat, you're cheating little get yeah. Moving the boards in. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Good thank you man. again. Thanks, Tony. Great to talk. Bye, 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 bye. So do, you know the, do you know the thing about talking to people with the experience <laughs> as you get these stories, you get these insights that yes, I don't know if you get in the modern game. I don't know if they're they have. Do you think they have as much fun? No. Maybe we're Absolutely wrong. Maybe not. they do have fun, no. but I don't get the impression I can't they think do. So. I looked at a picture of Aguero uh, that was taken the other day, obviously uh-huh. as a result of all this speculation yeah, about yeah. where he goes, and he looked very sheepish character right. out for lunch with his girlfriend in Manchester. Well, obviously South Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought then where, wherever they go, it, it's a it's a little. I, I remember the story Bestie told us about the house he built. Yeah, and we all looked at that and and thought, wow, you know. Imagine owning something like that. Yeah. And as he said, it became a goldfish bowl uh, because it was so identifiable. Everybody used to know where it was. Glass Everybody prison. would wait for it. It's like yeah. a glass prison. And I think it's the same for players these days. Mm. You, you, you can't. I mean, even the examples this week, Phil Foden. Now we know for sure that that he doesn't use Twitter, mm-hmm. but others in his group group do his team. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they can have fun 
like I, I say we, we because we were as a journalist in the early days, as, as you know, we mm-hmm. were we were. Yeah, many times I've come back from trips in Liverpool and gone gone to Continental with mm-hmm. Woody and Kingy, Mike yeah. Lyons. I mean, I got I got the nod from Ray Kennedy and Jimmy Case one night, and, and went, oh, "All right." And the <laughs> no, no, the, bad the rest of the, that was a bad The rest duel. of the Liverpool team are looking at me, going, "Oh no, you stupid boy!" But it was a great night. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, it's funny you're right because I used I've just been talking to a guy who worked in Birmingham when I first went there. Peter White worked for the Evening Mail. Mm. Good lad, knew him for years, and and. You know, it was that kind of relationship you had with them. Yes. They'd travelled with you and they'd have a beer with you uh, and they'd have a drink with you and talk about the game. I don't, I don't see too many players going out with you. Yeah, I think that business has changed as well. I, I look at the clock. I don't want to go on too long no, because yeah. uh, I, I think time sometimes <coughs> can, can... And Moz will get upset. Yeah, Moz will. Yeah. But, but I, you know, your job in those days was to protect people. Yeah. And I've always lived by that mm. benchmark that, that you, you, you don't go looking for trouble. For no, the guys, they're, no. they're, and and these days it's entirely the opposite. Everybody needs uh, something to to post on the social media. I, mm-hmm. They they can't have as much fun as we did. And I, I know what you're saying. Obviously, the journey allows these guys to look back on yes. many different things. Um, but I, I I have to say, Andy, I I thoroughly enjoy the time that we've had in it, oh, wow. and the fact that we can look back on it. Yeah, wow! But the lifetime and it, goodness me, if somebody had told me when I was seventeen. That's that's going to be your journey, the one I've just made. Cobbling mm. with a bit in the handle. And I'll tell you now, all those people that know Tony Poulis, a bit like Kenny, mm-hmm. actually, um, will be scratching their heads and saying, I didn't know he could laugh. Yeah. Tell good stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah. Very much. Yeah. And you know the other thing, I didn't mention it, but I always admired about Tony was he wasn't scared to take on senior men around him. No. Like Reedy. Yes. Yes. Jerry Francis? Yeah. I mean, people that could have easily taken his job, yeah. but, but never frightened to No, do he that. wasn't. No, if they, if they had knowledge and they could make his team better and help him, then yeah. he wasn't frightened of uh, employing high-profile people, no. Anyway, as we said when we started, if you've enjoyed, uh, do please tell your mates. And, and if you uh, haven't, why not? <laughs> you can subscribe. Uh, follow us on Insta and Twitter at Keys and Graypod. Keys and A-N-D Graypod. And as we've been talking, I have text Zola. Oh, did you? Uh, let me Good. just see if he's responded. Uh, not yet. No. Uh, you cheating little Italian, I said. Well Mo- <laughs> moving the advertising boards pitch side at West Ham when you played Stoke and then denying it was you. <laughs> I'll update next week with, yes. with, with whatever that reply is. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.